welcome you back today for episode one of season two. We want to thank you all for us joining us for previous, uh, our first season episodes. We hope you've enjoyed them and they've been helpful for you and your business and your family. And we hope to bring you additional content coming up this year that should be new and interesting, hopefully. <laughs> uh, so today we want to talk a little bit about how to manage inflation and supply chain issues within your business. Now everyone's very well aware of what's going on in the world and the literally seismic change that COVID has brought about, particularly not just as humans, right into our health and um, you know concerns within this world, uh, you know internationally. But it has also greatly affected our economies, and uh, the United States, and particularly Florida, is no exception. There is a supply chain issue that everyone's talked about that has seems to be ongoing for some time, and it seems to be created starting with the change in the pandemic that required sort of everything to halt and then also sort of re-gear up to what we needed to on a short-term basis in an emergency basis, basically chaotic at the moment. We weren't even sure what we needed. All we knew is that we had a change. We needed medical supplies, we needed the raw material that went into medical supplies and testing, and we needed to hunker down. Our consumer and business behavior changed, um, causing ripples and uh, in some cases maybe tsunamis you know, along the supply chain. We were hoping as we came out of this, it would get better little by little. People went back to business, they went back to work, and we were hoping that would kind of um, alleviate some of the changes. But in doing so, and depending on the various waves that have gone by also, um, it, we sort of went like this. So we go back to work, uh, we go back to work, we start seeing an increase in basically supplies, our need for supplies and demand for various different um, material. Have another wave, we might shut down again, and of course, it happens all over the world and it's not happening and you know being synchronized so it has different effects it's a domino effect where one country was having some difficulty and shut down due to their wave that affected various the products that would come out of that country uh, including you know, raw material products availability of things and it happened you know in different areas the other concern was we changed our behavior quite significantly a lot of us stopped driving to the to the office to different places uh, to go to retail stores, to go grocery shopping, and it shifted the need for such things as ship to Instacart and other delivery services of groceries and other needs. This also became another shift. A lot of people were more interested in doing gym at home, exercise at home. They were getting more into what they eat, changing, you know, actually a lot of them, a lot of people have developed uh, a desire for vegan. They've kind of learned a little bit more about cooking, about the keto diet. There's been sort of an awakening also of certain behavior and thoughts to make our lives better overall. And of course, always understanding we're trying to make sure we stay healthy, whatever we could to avoid getting, you know, gravely sick with COVID. And that also caused us to do a lot of things, of course, online. As we all know, this is the Zoom age. Team, I'm sorry, let me not preference anybody. Team, Google Hangout, Zoom, and many as numerous other you know, uh, platforms that existed out there on a virtual level. Uh, basically, it ch changed many things. There, now there's a demand for products and services, um, you know, greatly for certain things we never thought would have been such an issue, and you know, for technology, change of technology, uh, software, ability to do more things at home, to you know, run platforms and more sort of um, driven you know, from the cloud and putting businesses driven in that manner. We're also, because of the issues with the employees, not just also um, because they become sick and there's been a lot of absenteeism due to COVID, 
But there's also been in the United States a particular great resignation that has caused a need for us to become more technologically reliant, less reliant on sort of human beings, so to speak. Well, as we've all learned, we are definitely needed. Um, you, know, you, you know, employees are definitely needed. And there's also been an awakening, you know, by various industries and employees that maybe it's time for a change in life, um, which is added to the supply chain issues because, of course, there's not as many employees in these different locations. They're not the same availability. Everything that we had in place basically before shifted and changed. People moved from different, from the different cities and different states. They decided to change careers. There's no more work for them in certain places they had to leave. You know, there's a lot, uh, they're looking into going back to school, changing their careers, making more money, uh, making, having a better life for themselves. The stimulus money, particularly in the United States, also helped that growth because to some extent there wasn't that immediate need to live paycheck by paycheck, although there were significant other seismic changes that were occurring as well. So that coupled with different, there were our reliance on different countries for raw material and for products, uh, you know, became sort of the Achilles heel. And some people say, well, that's, you know, more of a, you know, more of a reason to everything all American made and, and, you know, don't import and don't export so much. And I'm not saying that there shouldn't be some rebalancing of certain things and maybe some less reliance, you know, it's possible as we kind of learn there's certain things maybe we want to have a little bit more on hand, uh, you know, on a short-term basis, so to speak. However, it's just not generally, it, it worked before. We had it down fairly, fairly efficiently. We had, because we had patterns of people's behaviors, of consumers, and we can watch over a slow period of time them change and adjust in markets and economies and transportation companies. And various different companies from different industries can watch that change, right? This was immediate, and it still is somewhat immediate as we get out of each um, wave, we, okay, we need this now. Okay, we need that now. Now our children are, need this additional help. I've never seen such a, such a need for virtual tutoring. Um, for the most part, it used to be hard to find a, an in-person tutor, and it still is, but it's actually hard to find a virtual tutor. And you would think, wow, but that tutor can be anywhere in the world. So it should be exponentially more, more people available to fill those services, and yet it has actually not been. Um, so, you know, the advent of technology and what has occurred, there's been some pros, but there's also been some cons. I mean, of course, there's things that just don't communicate very well also over technology. But surprisingly, the medical industry has changed significantly and done pretty well going to virtual office appointments. And possibly that could be an increase and a beneficial to most people as they get better care. It's easier to get care. They can go on their lunch break and do a quick doctor's appointment versus before having to take time off, drive across town, sit in a waiting room for three hours and come back, in which case they miss half their day. Um, you know, they're able to resolve that in a half an hour call. Okay, and attend to their medical needs to make sure they're being better taken care of themselves. A lot of the, you know, things, a lot of testing can even be done, you know, from home. So there's been, it's, it's been, it's been it, I think there's been a lot of positive change also with what has occurred. Unfortunately, a lot of the industries that have not done so well or that have struggled because of the supply chain issues, waiting for certain products to come from other countries, and whether they were dealing with COVID outbreaks themselves or instability, it, you, there was also transportation slowdowns, companies that are, I mean, even truckers, there's a huge shortage in truckers. There was a huge shortage in, uh, you know, port, uh, uh, port employees to man them to actually unload the containers. So you had containers going back and forth across the world as usual, using the usual 
in place sort of infrastructure that we had, but you didn't have the employees to offload them, whether it's because of COVID illnesses, changes in employments, they moved out of the city. All of these things have contributed to an increase in cost and sort of bottleneck of, of the uh, supply chain. But I also think it's important to note the same way we kind of got into trouble really fast, little by little it appears that we're kind of getting out of trouble, okay? What do I mean by that? We're figuring it out. You know, we're figuring out alternatives, alternatives uh, to products, whether it's another product, uh, competitor's product, or, um, you know, using, uh, you know, different material. You have a lot of people going into vegan, so now they need actually different type of plant, sort of um, food that they may not have normally needed. Uh, so there's a lot of dairy products, maybe you have a, you know, a shifting to more plant-based products that might be easier to source where you're at. Um, I also find businesses becoming very creative. You know, trying to find things more locally sourced. Smaller businesses that normally might have been too pricey for them have more flexibility to work with them and they don't have the same transportation costs if it's going across town versus across the country. Um, they're using their resources. The, the companies I see survive and do well are adapting. So sort of this, I wouldn't call it a full new normal, I call it a medium new normal, so to speak. Because uh, I still think we have some short-term short issues that have to be resolved. And there's, of course, midterm goals and issues with companies that they have to figure out what that looks like and be able to adapt to them. But more importantly, and speculative right now seems to be the long-term. Where is this world going? Whether your local store, you know, the, your, state, you know, your statewide store, international store, where are we going? In some ways, it looks like it's clear with the consumer demands. Okay, we got this now. We had this shift. We know what people want now. So more about technology, more about purchasing things at home, less people are going to the gym. But will that shift? And a lot of businesses are trying to figure this out as we speak. And also baked into that is the increased cost of the materials, raw materials, production, employment, transportation that many businesses are having to deal with. So that's forcing them to think about alternatives also. And creating alternative products and services to offer, to meet not just that immediate short-term need, but the midterm, so they have enough adapt, 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 adaptability, excuse me, sorry, uh, to be able to adjust when needed, but not create such an infrastructure that's geared towards one set of markets or one set of consumers. I think businesses are learning from that that they have to be a little bit more uh, flexible. They have to be able to get up and go or change as needed. So the important thing is to create the flexibility in infrastructure costs, cost of capital. Currently, right now, before interest rates go up, I see a lot of businesses refinancing some of their debt, trying to obtain credit lines where they can, if they're strong enough to do so, to whether maybe an increase in the cost of credit so to keep their businesses flowing to the next stage, the next level. This is also important on how to attract maybe even investors at this time that are savvy ones, that are looking for opportunities sort of in missed places and places that most people aren't looking, you know, not streamlined, you know, not mainstream. They're looking for businesses that have value that just don't shine in the same manner on a national scale. When you can show an investor that type of value and that, you know, resilience, you can most likely attract also investors that will help you get through these crunches and help you with a vision of the future, okay? Kind of com uh, combined forces, so to speak, where you normally didn't uh, expect to to have that adaptability. I don't know why that word will come out today, but in any case, um, you know. So 
It's very, very important. Uh, you know, cost of transportation, look at alternatives, whether it is by sea or whether it is by a different kind of trucking company. Consider possibly, you know, purchasing your own trucks depending on the distance and the amount you're referring to. You may want to start these delivery processes yourself. Maybe you're using services like Uber and uh, DoorDash. They do have actually commercial sort of um, services. You want to use platforms that might be able to lower the cost. Things that we don't normally think about. You know, this is how these businesses are able to stay afloat even in these supply chain issues uh, are coming about. They are increasing cost. The employment situation increases cost, but I do think this is going to even out at one point. Also, when consumer demand starts to sort of uh, slow down and get to a little bit more stable location, which is hopefully going to happen. Hopefully, COVID, the worst of COVID is over. God willing, fingers crossed, right? Um, I'm sure it's always going to be with us, but hopefully it's not going to come in the same waves that we've seen in the past. Um, if it does, we are ready. We have some indication of what we need to look for. Um, we know what we have to store. We know how to live. We know how to change our habits and consumer habits to some extent and business habits for that matter. So today I just want to give you guys some points about what you can do from a legal point of view. So once again, I always tell everyone, look at their contracts, but it's, it's true. It helps. Um, look at your contracts, not just with your customers, but with your vendors, your distributors. See where you can change something or try to negotiate something that might be mutually beneficial, that allows flexibility and adaptability. <laughs> oh goodness, that's just going to be one of these days today. Um, you know, to it, so that you can continue to be resilient and potentially attract other investors but not have sort of a... Um, a, a base or a structure in your company, whether it's capital or a business model, that doesn't allow for this flexibility that's needed currently. Okay, and you can work with these vendors, even consumers, uh, you know, and customers. They are very, you know, they're very wise right now. They understand that things are expensive, but they understand the value of someone that gives a quality and that has products sort of uh, stocked all the time and quality things. They may be willing to, you know, do short-term bargains with you, you know, whether it's certain pricing for bulk or a short-term increase in pricing, but you give them maybe an additional product, a similar product that they might be complimentary, but that doesn't cost you as much. Get creative with these things right now in order to grow your business, or at least maintain it and see a little bit in the future to leave it some room to grow. Another thing is employment relationships. Um, employees, most certainly right now, can command quite a bit of power, and we see their value. You know, now when you go to the store and you don't have someone to restock the stores and you might even have the product, but not even employ not the manpower to restock the shelves. Um, you know, the ports are needed manpower. I have many customers or many clients that are unable that actually unable doing fantastic in business, and they weren't able to get their products unloaded from one of the containers, and they would sit there for weeks and be behind, potentially in default of a contract because they could not find people to unload the containers. So, these are things that we need to find possible alternatives and think ahead about. You know, is it a particular container, uh, you know, company that can, you know, change the container, you know, maybe where your material is located, consider other forms in which to get it into the country, or use possibly even a local, um, you know, material or manufacturer in the interim um, to offset your cost and these particular issues that can happen and cause you to be in default of a contract. Uh, in general employment though, it's, it's really important, and this was always the rule, I always find it's easier to maintain an employee than it is to keep finding new ones. The cost of obtaining new employees or acquisition, so to speak, if you want to use that word, kind of a strange word in terms of employee, but it's used sometimes just to explain, you know, the hiring of employees. 
um, is a lot higher and it's an unknown that an employee that's been proven here that does good work and maybe having difficulties at home, you can have you can provide some flexibility and work schedules and payment schedules and, and different things that we can offer additional benefits that might be of assistance, offer value and offer humanity and compassion. Now often people say, Rich, you know, this is a business, are you crazy? You know, what are you thinking here? Try smiling at your employees. Try to try to speak to them about good things, you know, praise them when they do things right. Talk to them constructively if something goes wrong and they need to be retrained in something. How you treat people makes a big difference. Otherwise, it's less likely they're going to want to be sitting in your office for eight hours a day. Okay? Offer them fair pay. But, you know, especially in, in cities, Miami has just been found to be one of the least affordable city in the United States. We actually beat out New York City. I don't even know how that happened. I used to always think of New York as that sort of mountain you could never climb, so to speak, in terms of housing and cost, and here we are. Well, consider the you know, cost of a car, or the cost of gas for you know, employees coming, the time lost in doing so. Be flexible if they do have to go to doctor's appointments. I, I think it's very, very important to, you know, to have that friendly environment that helps people grow, show them that they have the potential to go into other positions and to learn other things, and they feel part of a family. It's not all just about money. You know, um, and of course, I do suggest that you be market, uh, at least give market value, you know, give a decent, you know, salary to these employees. That's a, that goes a long way to attracting talented employees. And ultimately, it's going to benefit you keep your company stable and benefit whatever services and products that you sell. Okay. It'll show. Okay. And you'll shine in a time when a lot of companies are having difficulties in answering the phones or even answering the most simplest or finding employees to answer the most simplest of questions. Okay, so invest in your employees also, find that balance, you know, in employment policies and in pay and the way that you treat them, the environment you create, okay? Um, also, you know, we've talked a little bit about finding alternatives to transportation costs, we talked about contracts. Also potentially consider alternative materials. You can source them locally. A lot of times you'll be surprised there's local businesses that had trouble before being seen by the big players or in a national, you know, national international scene. They were always a little maybe too costly for you in the past. Maybe they're willing to work with you now. They might be cheaper now, or at least a little cheaper than buying across the uh, across the uh, ocean, so to speak. And they might be at minimum a resource for a short-term stopgap in products and services that you may need. Okay, to complete you know the overall picture uh, and potentially lower the cost of any the supply chain issues that are currently happening. Try to reach out to other competitors also, not, not your competitors, but competitors within, whether it's a staffing agency or whether it's a transportation company, product distribution. Look and see what else is also out there. Look at alternative products that are similar that also might be in demand. A lot of consumers nowadays are very climate conscious, so to speak. And if you can offer them an alternative product with material that's more um, conscious towards the environment, that might actually be a bigger hit than anything you were selling previously. And it is needed. It's something that's becoming more and more important every day and people are more conscious of that as well. So these are a couple of tips I can hopefully help you. Uh, with the cost of inflation, like I said, try to actually, I think it's a short-term issue brought on about the stimulus and sort of the change in the behavior. Um, you know, some of the same products that we're buying now, we weren't buying back then before the pandemic. The infrastructures and the economy and everything that goes, all the moving parts are little by little adapting and adjusting. So that'll take a little bit of time. With inflation, I do think you know it's going to 
you know, it's a good thing in, in many ways also, people don't realize that as a sign of a, can be a sign of a healthy economy. It just has to be in the right areas. So what we can't do as least as a business owner, we cannot affect geopolitical economic circumstances, but we most certainly can try to mitigate what goes on with our individual lives and our business lives, and that is try to keep the cost of credit down. Think about doing so now before interest rates start to increase, and hopefully, little by little, some of these supply issues are going to start to uh, work themselves out and bring down the cost of material and services and other things to a more normal level, and everything will equal, even out, hopefully. Well, good luck to everybody as always, and we hope to see you for our next uh, podcast. And please follow us on our social media accounts and become a subscriber on, to our podcast, Legal Zone, and also the Campbell Corner. Thank you, and it's a pleasure seeing everyone again, and happy 2022. Bye. <music>